0: He's making me What's time thing to think they kill i keep a fire lose a living I gotta go faster Keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic The problem's chronic
1: Nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I am PD Rave, your man Wendell playing. Here with me is, of course, my team, my my crew of record reviewers. We have none other than Brett. Want a goose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got Drew.
2: Not really.
0: And we've it's got Patrick. <laughs> we've got Patrick. Perhaps some Guinness? Mm-hmm. The Nectar of the Gods?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in fact, Drew will just simply have a mellow yellow. Uh, yes. All right. So we're gathered to talk about music, of course, and here to provide us the music this week is none other than Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us this week?
0: So, so many episodes ago, we talked about a band called Husker do and, uh, th- they're, they're awesome. And, and I think we all mostly like them. Uh, the guitar player and sort of lead singer of that band is a guy named Bob Mould, who has been around since 79 was the beginning of Husker Du, and he is 54 years old and still making music now. Um, and I wanted to take something from sort of re- his recent career. He's you know been playing ever since, and we're doing his album Silver Age. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett, I'm curious,
1: what expectations did you have coming into this album? Well, I had no
3: clue uh, if he would have planted me down and said, we're going to listen to Bob Mould. And I, I I wouldn't have put two and two together without looking at him I was like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Because I looked up who's Do not long ago. But uh, no, I really had no clue what I was getting into. Uh, when you read the title of the album and you guess about how old the guy is, you can sort of be like, oh, I think I'm going to get a, a, a tale from a wise old man he's going to give me a stern talking to in rock and roll form. Yes.
1: Uh, Drew, what expectation did you have coming to this album? Um, I had really
2: none. Um, usually I, I tend to, when there's the solo, uh, projects from the band that I respect, I tend to stay away. Um, so he was like, Oh, this is the guy from who's Credo? And I was like, Oh, well, then I definitely didn't listen to this. Um, so I was I was coming in into it like uh, Brett was, which is completely fresh and absolutely
1: zero idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, how would you describe the themes and elements that make up this record?
0: After After Husker Du, Bob Mold kind of he he basically packed up his uh, Ibanez Flying V, went out and bought a Stratocaster, and decided to just start fresh and make you know something different. Uh, this is. As far as I can tell, if alternative rock had not been co-opted by by you know, the super radio-friendly bands like you know, Bush and Weezer and all that sort of vaguely grunge stuff, this is kind of where it would have went. Um, it's, it's rock music, but you can sing along to it. Uh, it's, it's just enough pop. Um, and what I love about Bob Mould and, and kind of carries through this record. So the guy – this album came out when he was 52. And he still carries all the same passion and energy and to some extent anger he had when he was, you know, 20 years old with Husker Du, you know, 30 some years ago. And that kind of carries into this. He he still knows how to write a good song. Um, He's still he's still making music and he's not, you know, he's not just quieting down and, and slipping into old age. He is continuing to kick and scream, you know. Like he has been forever, and I think this album was kind of a, a. I don't want to call it a comeback because he never stopped, but this was a, Cause he's a been return. Here for to, years. Yeah, because he never, he, he never, yeah, he never went away. I mean, he's he's released albums pretty much every three or four years, forever. But he he did a couple of electronic records just because he was fucking around with something new, and this was sort of him going back to his rock and roll roots. It probably is the closest thing he's done to sugar since then. Um, Also go listen to sugar. They're fantastic too. That was one of his other bands that was sort of a solo project, but I I really, you know, brought this in because I think it is, it is proof that you can be 50 some years old and still be a fucking rock and roll guy Mm -hmm. and not, and not just turn into some old, you know, nostalgia act.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Brett, what would be the themes on miss that caught your attention? Did you agree? <laughs>
3: uh, well, I'll just let my words speak for themselves. Uh, this is some USDA Grade A Choice old fart Rocker album. Um, it's it's a mature taste that that sells heavily on the name uh, that's on the cover, but uh, what it lacks otherwise, and uh, uh, the uh, hard edge of the old days, it makes up with polish of somebody who spent their life making music. I mean, this guy's put out a million fucking albums. Um, uh, there, there are some songs that uh, hit the, the simple punk and alt-rock progressions. You can sort of pick them out. Um, but they do have a real personalized edge on them. They, they don't sound necessarily like a cookie cutter, but they do have the, you know, they are still a cookie, I guess. Um, but the, it also uh, has some, uh, some tracks that give you the uh, sing-song stories of, a, of an old rocker, um, which is what you would expect at this time. Uh, in a guy's age in the songs that he sings about are about the industry itself in some parts so you know it sort of fits the bill
1: mm-hmm. uh drew what were the themes and elements that caught your attention
2: um well like i said before i don't usually dive headfirst in the solo stuff and usually that's because i don't want to worry myself with thinking about, oh, well, maybe it's not as good, and maybe that'll taint my opinion of um the band that I do know and do respect. um But, like, this I dove into and actually uh, kind of enjoyed. Brett's right, it is um a little bit more matured than, obviously, his earlier stuff, and that comes from maturity, uh, oddly enough. It felt very, like, 90s to me. It felt very 90s all rock to me, which I is agree. not a bad thing. Um, it was, it yep. was a cool, cool feel to it. It was, I liked it, um, for that, but it definitely felt like you could put this on, um, the local, uh, alt rock station here in Ohio 89 in in the nineties and it would not miss a beat like at all. Um, and that's kind of cool to me. It was very well done, very well polished. There's some nitpicky things I could go into, um, in the mixing that I would have liked to see, but that's me being, nitpicky about that um, but it was really really well done really really well polished. The one thing was that I think that the composition could have been a little more intriguing it felt like I sort of was getting the beats that I was expecting to get partway through the album and it didn't really deviate from that um but it was really solid um it had good hooks to it it had catchy parts to it it had cool. Parts that I could see myself singing along to at a show, but it never deviated from what I was expecting. Um, mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Some of the tracks that you uh, would zero in on?
0: So, I'm not going to do the record breakers thing. I'm going to go to the second song and title track, Silver Age, which I think is thematically the song of this album. Uh it, it's, it's, as Brett said, you know, it's, it's a guy in his fifties talking about, you know, his place in rock music. And it, it's, it to me is, you know, I, I think it was mentioned last week about uh, title tracks have to kind of, if you're going to put a song that is the same title as the album, it better be a good one. And I feel like this lives up to being a title track. Uh, the whole song is sort of about being an old punk, but not slipping into complacency and being old. I mean, it the, the the line, never too old to contain my rage, the silver age, just sort of that whole attitude is what this album is, is, you know, not simply slipping off into, you know, into being old and boring. Uh, the Descent is sort of another really good, you know, Bob Mould song, I guess, is the only way to describe it. It uh, has a nice little guitar solo bit in it, and it, it's you know I, I what I like about his his stuff after Husker Du is it it's it's a lot easier to listen to than Husker Du. It's a lot less you know brutal, crazy, experimental. It's it's poppier, but it never it never feels uh, like disingenuous. And then uh, one towards the end, keep believing is sort of as close to a sugar song as has come out in 20 years i mean it 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 feels like that sugar was always had like this this really nice sort of sparkle to it but it was always it was always still kind of had a hard you know edge to it because it came from a guy who you know grew up playing punk music Mm -hmm. but those those three are my favorites but i think they're all pretty good Mm
1: -hmm. uh brett what would be some of the key tracks that you would zero in on uh I would start with uh keep believing uh
3: this song uh could have sounded a lot different if the drums were subdued and they slowed the strumming down um, I think they made the the right choice to really punch it up because this album does sort of uh you know waxes and wanes with with how punchy it gets um and the opening track uh star machine I I, I couldn't believe that this was a 2012 album um, it sounds Sort of like a subdued Pennywise track with some strange vocal effects. Um, it, it comes complete with your uh, with your punk rock sloppy solo that you can barely hear through the mix. Um, but it has sort of this like that anti war era like bad religion sound. But obviously the vocals were completely Bob Mold. Um, and you know, like throughout the entire album, I was feeling a lot of 1990s. Not even alt rock, just rock like tom petty rock type sounds for like like uh last dance with mary jane type uh like it, it was kind of strange but like you it's hard to pick things out because these uh, these songs were fairly simple but very stylized um but uh, the, the 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 amount of depth that is in the the difference of the songs um made it so that there were a couple songs that really stood out as being different um, you'll run into them. Uh, but uh, like yeah, like uh, Angels Rearrange. Uh, or Angles, sorry. Uh, yeah, that was the most Tom Petty sounding track on the album. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to hear what Drew has to say because yes. he is the one that invoked the '90s. Yes,
1: true. Uh, <laughs> what would what be some of the key tracks for you? Um, sorry, I invoked
2: the '90s. I don't know what that. <laughs> like are we going to watch clueless later i'm really lost um well we we'll, um we'll start with star machine for me um i'm always the one that harps on the first song should sort of if it's not like an intro or something silly like that it should give you an idea of what you're going to get into and i think that this track does it well it has a s- simple driving sort of thick intro that carries it through the rest of the song um it gets you comfortable and it's just a simple hook that just pushes you in and is like, okay, this is what you're going to get. It's not going to be overwrought with ridiculousness. It's going to be a simple record, but you're going to, you're going to get some substance to it, which I, I appreciate Um, the descent. I'm a sucker for a happy sounding song with a melancholy message. Um, It's the reason I listen to real big fish. um, Although most of theirs is anger and uh, depression, but that's besides the point. Um, It's just something that, it's kind of cool to me the, the juxtaposition of the lyrics and the music, um, you can sing along with a smile, but it's, it, if you actually dive into the lyrics, it's not exactly that cheery. Um, unlike, um, the ending, uh, first time joy, uh, the reason I liked first time joy, it sort of was the slower sort of way to end the record. It sort of left you, uh, trailing off a little bit. And I think that's kind of cool. Um, a really good note in the whole song sort of, felt uplifting uh not only in the lyrics but in the music as well um and it was just something i think was kind of good um a good choice when you have uh songs throughout um that are sort of deeper in subject matter things like silver age things like star machine stuff like that as far as lyrics go um ending on something like first time joy that doesn't leave you being depressed on the record um i think is a good good plan all around Hmm.
1: yes sir um yeah some good choices some good tracks um going back around the horn brett what would be your conclusion about the album overall uh th- this is an album that tries to make a lot of
3: different approaches at making a deep and meaningful album uh but for me it, it really didn't hit that hard um there's just not enough to differentiate this album musically from other aging, hardcore rockers that go off on their solo career. Um, seeing that I really wasn't hip on Who's Could Do, I didn't really have any strong nostalgia to push me into you know, liking it for the n- nostalgia value. Um, but uh, if you want a small-release alt-rock album, by all means, go go try this out. Um, I could just be burnt out because I've, <laughs> I've heard too many solo acts of once great bands that uh, sort of are still harping on the system, even though the system kind of crumbled. Yeah. (laughs) But
1: (laughs) we won. (laughs) Yes. MTV has died. Yes, we won. Uh, Yeah. but very good point indeed. Uh, Drew, what would be your thoughts overall on the album? Um, Overall, I enjoyed it um,
2: more than Brett. I think there's um, some cool stuff here. Um, especially if you like that sort of 90s era sound, in my opinion, there's there's a lot of cool stuff. This, to me, is one of those albums. If you're going to an album um, to try to, sort of like I do when I listen to like jazz and stuff like that, um, go into it and sort of pick apart uh, the musicianship on the record, this is not the record <laughs> for you. Um, odd, Punk yeah. Rock Guy isn't the record for you to do that. But if you're looking for something, in my opinion, to, like, put on while you're doing some work, doing some research for something or maybe something like while you're studying, if you're going to school or, like, driving, um, stuff like that, stuff that you just need something solid and hooky that gets you through and, like, just sort of is there in the background, like, this is really, really great stuff for that, in my opinion. Um, Yeah. Yeah, really solid
1: if you need a a cool like record of tunes to just like groove to uh you want to you know build your playlist on that you should you should go ahead and throw that in there and see if it works out for you build build your deck with this see if it works out uh it's like building a hearthstone deck throw it in there see if it works and if it doesn't you can just replace it with something else um but yes Back to you, Patrick. What would be your conclusive thoughts on the album overall?
0: Um, for me, it's as much of this album. I like it musically because I I love alt rock, especially this sort of side of it, sort of what came out of the the late eighties and early nineties. Uh, you know, bands like the Pixies and Dinosaur Jr. and all that weird stuff. But this is for me. It's it's proof that you just like you can get old, but you don't have to give up. And I I think that just for me, and it's sort of the message of the record, and also just the fact that he he released an album after this, and it's also good. It's you know right up this alley, um, that you can, you can keep doing what you love, kind of you know eternally if you let yourself. And I don't know, I have this whole like I don't want to grow up sort of attitude, and uh, Bob Muldox. Yes, yes, because I am a Toys R Us kid. I say with a pile of Hot Wheels on my desk. Um, <laughs> it is just sort of like, you know, a friendly reminder that you you can you can be an old man, but you can still, you know, still rock the fuck out.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, very good point indeed. Uh, those are our thoughts on the album. Now we get to our main event of the evening. We get to our haiku reviews. Uh, let's start with Drew. Drew, what is your haiku?
2: I try to stay clear of parts of bands I enjoy. Maybe I shouldn't. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Brett, what is your haiku?
3: Don't let me stop you. Rock into your golden years as long as you can. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, my haiku? Run to guitar work. Many songs work pretty well. It was kind of cool. Uh, and Patrick, what is your haiku?
0: A living legend, kicking ass after 50, rock and roll hero. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and those are our thoughts on the record, on Bob Mold's uh, Silver Age. Uh, you can, of course, find this on the Spotify playlist, so you can play Record Breakers, the home game. Uh, like we said before, nobody's uh, given us ideas. We can curate a playlist anywhere else, or you can curate it your own, uh, anywhere you want. Just let us know. We'll try to do it uh, for you. Uh, but go ahead and check it out on Spotify playlist on that Spotify playlist will be next week's record. And that will be provided by none other than Brett. Brett, what do you got for us next week?
3: We're going to something a little bit more, you know, a little more complex than this album, but, uh, you know, I wonder if there'll be any similarities that are drawn. We're gonna we're gonna find a guy who uh, the man who has well, <laughs> has been nominated for more different Grammy awards than anyone else in history, and his band Bela Fleck and the Flecktones in their self titled album. Bela Fleck Fleck and the Flecktones.
1: And Flecktones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny how that works. Uh, uh, trigger trigger what, alert! Look, the, there will be banjo. Mm hmm. <gasps> banjo. Yeehaw.
3: Not that kind of banjo. Oh.
1: Okay. Uh, but that being said, be sure to play along and uh, listen to it uh, along with us so you can form your own opinions and see how they match up with ours. Uh, but that's next week and this is this week. That's the end of another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. Uh, of course, you can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at The Swagger. Brett is at hibbidibibirdh H i b b i t y b i b b a r d. Drew is at x I'm at Ray. The show's at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers on the internet. Recordbreakerspodcast.com recordbreakerspodcast.gmail.com Send us emails. If we ever get an email we'll certainly read it on an episode. Uh, it might There might be some time delay just because we're all, you know, recording and stuff. Uh, but send us that one anyways. Give us your opinions. Give us reviews on iTunes, on Stitcher. Uh, all you know. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how, how much you like us or don't like us. give us all of your opinions uh but that's it subscribe share like until next time hasta los huevos
3: want a goose